right, once again to another episode of Sports Therapy with F.H. Jr. I am your host once again. Now, hmm, it is good to be back. In fact, welcome to our new time. We will be coming to you every Sunday at 12 o'clock. And let me get this straight, because if you... (laughs) If you're wanting to listen to us at uh, 12 o'clock a.m., not going to get us. It's actually 12 o'clock p.m., my fault. As the the old folks say, charge it to my heart and not my head. So we're going to be every Sunday, 12 o'clock p.m., until September the 13th, that's when we will move to our new time, which will be Monday mornings right after the NFL games. That way we will really, really be in our format, and that's going to be from 7 o'clock a.m. until 8. So once the uh, real season kick off, we'll be ready to do our thing at 7 o'clock Central from 7 to 8. Now let's talk about today's show. All right, you guys know, if you're new, hang in there. If you're one of my regulars, thank you for uh, tuning in, and hopefully you'll come back next week. Now, today's show, here's what we're going to do. Here's the introduction. For those who don't like rules, who like to live in a lawless society, we have to have rules. So here are the rules to the show. Callers, you will call in, and you will have two minutes to rip rant, or kick some knowledge, or just laugh about all things NFL-related. Make sense? Makes sense to me. Also, on our show, Sports Therapy is entertainment only. Although I am a certified counselor, but please do not call me doctor. Have not earned those privileges yet. But, when you do call in, and the number is 940-329-4110, 940-329-4110, we are a live call-in show. I get my motivation from you to call us. So you want to call in and get me motivated, call 940-329-4110. Also, on our show, we don't talk about politics. We don't give a fat rest butt what the Democrats are doing, nor do we give a fat rest butt about what the Republicans are doing. We don't talk um, sexual orientation. All are invited. If you are a friend of football and you love football, or if you are a friend of F.A. Jr., call in and you will be welcome. Also, we don't talk about race relations. We don't talk politics, race relations, and all that good stuff. We are a a show geared towards fun and yucks. If you like fun and yucks, we are a show for you. So that is our show. Now, welcome to our new time. Now, this is the only, um, for those who want an excuse to skip church, here's your excuse. You can say, Reverend or Pastor, I'm sorry I couldn't be here this Sunday. Praise the Lord. But I had to go to therapy. <laughs> so skip church. Skip church for the next three weeks and tune in to Sports Therapy with F.A. Jr. Now today's show is going to be about, well, we're going to follow up and uh, keep rocking and rolling on all things uh, football related. So we're going to take a look at the preseason number two, number two of the preseason. So we're going to look at that. 
And you guys know how I feel about football, how I feel about preseason. And we're going to, to uh, also we're going to talk about the relationship between you, the fans, and the referees. You, the fans, and the referees. And we want to ask the question, fans, why we can't just leave the refs alone? Let the poor ref do their jobs. Okay? So that's our show for today. So let's jump in. I've got my red pen, and we're going to be assigning grades as we look back over number two or the second week of the preseason. And you guys know I don't give a you-know-what about the preseason. I hate it, I think. Well, I don't hate it. Hate is too strong of a word. I just think the league needs to do something else. That's how I feel. But I got my pen, and it's red. And for all you all who remember the old school way, how we used to do things when it was old school, the teachers would grade your paper, and they would give it back to you with big, bold, red (laughs) instructions. And if it was all messed up, they would give you a bunch of big, bold, red instructions and tell you, go sit down and bring it back when you got it done. Or you get a red smiley face. So today we're going to take a look at the NFL preseason number two. Like I tell people, I don't just uh, get out of bed and wing this show. I do research. Now, here's my research. Now, I watched all the games. I know you guys say, well, how's that? How how do you watch all the games? Well, I have this little thing called, uh, I have the NFL package. So that's how I'll be able to watch all the games when the season starts. But I actually record all the games, and then I go back and I watch them. Now, truth be told, I only hang in. (laughs) I only hang in either the first quarter Halftime, if the starters, especially if you're, if the quarterbacks are playing and starting, hey, man, I'm going to hang in and watch. Or if uh, teams are starting, uh, if they got a lot of starters playing, I'm going to hang in and watch a little bit more. But if it's just um, second and third string uh, guys, and I understand. I, I, I don't knock. I know they're trying to, uh, guys are trying to get a job. I, I'm good with that. But I'm just saying, as F.H. Jr., your friendly neighborhood fan, if the stars are not playing, I'm out of there. I bail out. I bail. I bail out. So, that being said, let's uh, let's give our first grade today. And remember, I am, I'm not a hard teacher. I'm not, I'm, I'm not like, uh, I'm not a hard teacher. All I ask is that you entertain me. Play some starters. Now, I, I know, I know, I know, I get it. I get it. We don't want to get anybody hurt because there were some injuries. But at least give me something to, to, to keep me there, okay? So now, first game, Raiders and the Dolphins. Raiders and Dolphins. Now, the score was 15 to 13. Raiders won the game 15 to 13. Now, what I like about this game is that the Dolphins actually, they started Tour Tungavailova. Did I screw his name up? Probably. So I'll just call him Tour. So Tour started. Now, what I tell people, especially my friends, 
my cowboy friends, how about them boys, is that when it comes to preseason football, to me, what I look for, I, win or loss, that doesn't mean nothing to me because I my theory is teams that win and uh, when it comes to preseason, that means that, number one, they have got to get some things ready. They have got to start working out some things, working on some things, making sure that they're ready. There's some things that they have to work through. They got to make sure that they are ready to go. So a lot of times when you get these teams and, oh, man, they're blowing such and such out. Well, that's because they're probably playing a large amount of their starters and they're probably putting in some plays and they really need to get some things together. You take a couple of teams who maybe had a rookie quarterback last year. You know, they really want to make sure that they get the game plan down. They really want to make sure that he is on board with what they're trying to do. I've got no beef with that. I understand that. I'm good to go with that. I get it. 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 So, that being said, uh, when it comes to the Dolphins, of course, we know that uh, they got a new coach this year. Uh, things are changing. Now, this is the make or break it year for Tua. There's an old saying, like the old folks say, you either got to, you know what, or get off the pot. So he got to either number two or one, or he got to get off the pot. That means they're going to have to get a, another uh, another quarterback. So all eyes are going to be on the Dolphins. Dolphins, um, they spent some money, bought in some key, uh, key uh, acquisitions. So they bought in some key guys, made some, some changes. So the whole idea, I guess, is to get is to get the quarterback uh, acclimated with uh, receivers and get all that stuff down. Uh, let get, let's get two out here. Let's let him throw it around. So we'll make sure that he's ready when he's ready. So there won't be any excuses. So I watched the game, hung in there, and it was pretty competitive when it comes to the Raiders. Raiders didn't play uh, their, their starter, didn't play uh, my man Carr. Um, not a, yeah, it was it was a good game. It was low scoring. Um, there was a lot of key drives going down the field. Um, it was very low scoring at the beginning. I, was, you know, first it was like a yawn. To be honest, I was like, oh, yeah, wake me up when this game's over. But um, as the teacher, and you know, as a teacher, teacher grade is final. So I'm gonna give the Miami the Miami Dolphins a B because they played their starting quarterback. Sounds good. Sounds good to me. Everybody else, see every team start with a C. You can't get no worse than a C unless you just do something totally, totally crazy. So Raiders, you get a C for the game. Um, that's because you didn't play a lot of starters. I'm not mad at them. You know, that's not a big deal with me. I, I get it. I understand it. So, obviously, the Raiders believe that they are ready to go, and they they didn't want to get anybody injured. So, I'm cool with that. Y'all cool with that? We all cool with that. So, let's stay cool with that. Next, we had the team they called the Steel Curtains. And I know my, my homeboy Glenn was up watching this game wherever he was. He's a big Steeler fan, so I know I know he was watching this game. I checked that game out, and I'm going to tell you right now, Professor Ham, F.A. Jr., I gave both teams a starting grade of a B. Both teams played their, played their uh, starting quarterbacks. The Jags, um, they, their quarterback, uh, man, he played until the second half of the game. That lets me know that he was a rookie last year. So, um that you know they they got to work on some stuff. 
Everybody got to get on the right page. They got um, the, the the running back Travis At in his back. He was out last year, so uh, Trevor has his uh, he has some toys. They went and, and but my biggest problem, and I and I and I was watching to see had the Jags really addressed their needs from last year. Yeah, you got rid of coach who was partying, who left the uh, you know <laughs> they lost. He left the team behind. He took his own one. He, he got his own way back. And he was at his own bar. It's cool when you're a coach and you got your own club. So the coach was back there grabbing on some uh, young female while the team was feeling all sad and blue. But they made some changes. But I really didn't see where they addressed their need along the offensive line. And that was my biggest concern was was uh, not providing uh, proper protection for the young rookie quarterback last year because – Man, he got the brakes beat off of, <laughs> off of him. <laughs> but uh I but I saw some good things from him. Now because he's an athlete. Trevor Lawrence is an athlete. He's a big guy. He's about six five, six six, but he got some wheels. And he has a gun arm and he was able to to uh gun that thing down the field a couple of times. I like the fact that they uh the Jags allowed Trevor to stay in and play uh man, they they gave us a good a uh, good half, which is I guess when you got a young rookie quarterback, you need. Well, he ain't a rookie this year, second year, but I call this year last year was it was a training year because you know heck, was, that whole situation was terrible. As Charles Charles Barkley say, that was terrible. It was terrible. But <laughs> uh, so I like the game. But now let's talk about the Steelers. Steelers got to get some things together. Big Ben hung it up. Now, truth be told, last year, Big Ben Roethlisberger couldn't throw the football from here to, well, he couldn't even throw it from here. Hell yeah. I, I think he had to just walk over and hand the ball to the wide, to the wide receiver because he couldn't, he couldn't throw it and everybody knew. But he went out on his shield, though. I have to say that because every time when Big Ben would just hang in there. So this year, Steelers are, um, they're doing some things. They're doing some things. They are. They are doing some things right now. I know there's some quarterback uh, competition between uh, the new rookie that they brought in, Kenny Britt, or Kenny Pickney. I'm sorry. They brought in a new rookie. He's in. Then you have uh, Murdoch, who's been there a minute. Maddock, he's been there a minute. And then, of course, you know, all eyes are on Mitchell Trubisky. Um, I feel about Mitchell as I feel about Carson Wentz, our commander quarterback. That's how I feel. I feel the same. This is going to be it for Mitchell. You know, uh, he's got to get it done. There's, the, the rope is going to be be short. They, he's going to hell. The hook is going to be real short for him. So if he gets it done, I think that the the, uh, the book on Trubisky has been the fact that he's just not excited and he throws uh, interceptions. So if he can kind of cut all that down and just um, do uh, what I call him a bus driver. Yeah, he's probably a bus driver quarterback, but there's nothing wrong with driving the bus. As long as you let the kids off at the, at the right spot, drop them off at the right school, you're good. Drive the bus. So the game was good. I liked it. And like I said, I'll give both teams a B because both 
both teams entertained me. They they had the quarterback start, uh, defense did a few things. They kept it vanilla to a certain extent because nobody wants to get anybody hurt. So I'm cool with that. Y'all cool with that? We cool with that. Okay, so Titans and Buccaneers. Well, unless you've been living in a cave, you know that um, the Bucks quarterback is missing in action. Where? I have no idea. When he's going to come back, I have no idea. But he'll be there because he's, what, 45, 50, 60, 70, 80, whatever. Okay, he'll be there. And uh, TB Tom will be there. I got, I, I, you know what? But I've asked myself this question. When is Father Time going to finally reach up and grab TB Tom and drag him down the way Father Time normally does? Because Father Time is undefeated. That being said, I watched the game. Um, I like the rookie that, uh, that the Titans have. I like that rookie quarterback. Now, they're saying he don't have a chance of beating out um, the starting quarterback. They, um, they're they saying that he, they don't, he don't have a chance of beating that guy out. But the commentators are saying, hey, third-string quarterback, you might want to start uh, cleaning out your locker. <laughs> because that rookie that they have, man, he got some wheels. He's got a gun arm. Now, he's right now he's a run-first quarterback. Uh, Malik Willis is his name. He's run first, but I can tell that the young man responds well to coaching because one of the things that they worked with him based on last week's game. And remember what I, what I, what I said last week is that teams don't game plan for the first week of, um, they don't game plan for the first week of preseason football. It's just jock socks, helmet and a willing heart and a seat on the plane. And we go play. And that's mostly for uh, conditioning. It's just to see, did they work on the summer program that they were given? Are the linemen so out of shape that they got to get in shape to start getting in shape? Hell, I never heard of that until <laughs> until I was like uh, watching one of the uh, <laughs> I was watching one of the uh, the preseason games from last year. The guy had to be on the pup list because he had to to get in shape. Enough to start getting in shape. Wow, I'm gonna try that one day. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell uh, next time when I'm, I'm getting ready to do my next marathon. Like, hell, I gotta start getting in shape so I can get in shape. <laughs> you know. But that was uh, uh, so watching that. I watched the game, and like I said, it, it was low scoring, 13-3. Buccaneers didn't play anybody, and um, they pretty much kind of know what they got. So the whole idea is not want to get anybody injured. I understand it. No no problem with it. No problem with that at all. So that, that was okay. I had no problem with that whatsoever. Watch the game. So I'm going to give both teams a C because nobody played a starting quarterback. You don't play a starting quarterback, you won't get a B. Everybody gets a C. 49ers Vikings. That was a good game. I watched it. Uh, didn't do didn't do too much to me. 
Niners won 17 to 7. It wasn't all that. Both teams get a seed. Da, 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 da. Now, let's talk about my commanders. My commanders and the Chiefs. Now, I, I'm being impartial, as impartial as I can be. I'm assigning a grade of, where's my, where's my pen? I'm assigning a grade of B to both teams. But I will say this. When you're in charge, they call you chief. And those chiefs were large and in charge yesterday. And they showed everybody, including myself, that chiefs are, they got firepower. When you're in charge, they call you chief. They look good. And uh, I I know that... um, they got rid of the, 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 the cheetah, so they had to work on some things. They got a young defense, uh, got some young, fresh fresh faces on offense. So goes back to what I, I say is that teams who, when they really need to work on some things and get some things together, what they will do is work on some things. And uh, what is the best way to work on some things is to utilize the the platform that they're given. So when teams really need to work on some things like the timing between the quarterback and the new uh, receivers, uh, working on plays for um, and, and working on plays in, in different areas like red zone, da 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 da. Checking out to see all the uh, all the running backs able to run and 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 and, and hit the holes that design. The Chiefs did that, but when it comes to my commanders, what I was looking for, I was looking to see did. Uh, did my man wins? Did he have what I call command presence? You know, did he? Uh, did the team feel like he was in charge in the hur- in, in in the huddle? Was he in charge? And did he show me that he is the man? And I, you know what, I walked away feeling like like okay because he has a strong arm. He can throw that ball in places that Heineke couldn't. And that's because he's taller and he has a gun for an arm. I'm cool with that. And we actually worked on some things. And like I said, I, that, that's what I look at. When I look at preseason games, I'm looking to see what are the teams working on. And I'm also looking at areas that we need to address. I still say, uh, although we didn't we didn't start a lot of people, the uh, the commander didn't start a lot of guys on the offensive line. And that's because uh goes back to what I was saying. You don't want to get people hurt. I'm cool with that. But when it came to the Chiefs, man, they were in rare form. Um, could be because, you know, our defense was, was vanilla. But I don't really think it would have made a difference. I think when it comes to that team, if you're going to play the Chiefs, you got to keep those guys on the sidelines. You got to go into it with, hey, you know what? We're going to keep these guys on the sidelines. Because if you don't, if you don't, it is going to be a long day for you. <laughs> and so that's that's the whole idea is uh, they, they are explosive. They are explosive. And there were times when anybody other than my homie, Patrick Mahomes, any quarterback other than him would have got sacked a couple of times. They, the guy is great at keeping plays together. Um, the score, it was a lot. Cl- I don't care about the score. I was just looking to see 
did both teams work on what they uh, what they did, did, did both teams accomplish what they needed to? And I, and I walked away with a good feeling. So I give both teams a B. I give them a B, and I'm good to go with that. Both teams get a B. But um, let's look at let's look at our next game here. Bills Broncos. Ah, that, didn't, that didn't do too much for me, but the Bills came out and opened up a can of butt whoop <laughs> on the Broncos. That was 42-15. to 15. Josh Allen started. They were looking like they wanted to. Uh, the Bills, they played that game like that was a statement game. Like, hey, guys, we're back, and we're going to go a lot farther. So I give the Bills a B, get a, uh, get the Broncos a C, because they, you know, Quarterback didn't start, didn't start any starters, so that's where I am with that. No starters, you don't get anything out of me, okay? So, that being told, that being said, Lions and Colts, you had two struggling teams looking like they were trying to work on some things, so I get both teams get a C. Yeah, I watched it. I bailed out early. It, it just didn't. It, bottom line, it was the Colts and the Lions. Enough said. <laughs> Packers and Saints. Who that there? Them there Saints. I can't grade the Saints too hard because they couldn't start uh, Jameson because he's out with an injury. So, um, but go Pack go. Because if you are the Packers quarterback, you might want to consider not acting out as much as you have been because Jordan Love is looking good. And you say, what's love got to do with it? Hey, love had a lot to do with that performance yesterday. He was looking good. And you, I can tell that there has been a big learning curve between last year and this year. Last year, he was like all gun shy, scared to death, looking at the defense and whatever. This year, hey, man, um, that boy can step in and uh, – Take the keys to the kingdom. Go pack go. Titans Rams. Ay, 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 ay. Yeah, you know what? That didn't do it for me. Uh, I get both teams to see. I bailed out early. Uh, didn't do a whole lot for me. Bears, Seahawks. Uh, Bears, get the Bears a B. Bears, uh, Seahawks. I can't really grade the Seahawks too hard because their quarterback was out. I think the guy that they wanted to start, uh, he's out due to COVID. So it's like, okay, I watched a little bit of the game. Bear in mind, it's preseason. So I don't get too high on the highs, too low on the lows, but it was preseason, preseason. So, mm. so, but I want to, I'm going to, I'm going to deviate a little bit. Because also part of today's show, and also what I got to do is, let's see, yep. I'm going to have to call and reset. See, I use a platform called Call-In Studio, and when I use Call-In Studio, I have to get certain calls 
or it will time out, if that makes sense. So I got to call and reset my call in so that callers can call in. So let's do that real quick. And then we'll jump back in in the show. Bear with me, good people. Hopefully I won't call Pizza Hut. <laughs> Thank you for calling Colin Studios host and call screener line. Please enter your... Enter your six-digit PIN number. And see, we won't have this problem when uh, when the real season began. That was an invalid PIN for Sassline. Please re-enter your six-digit PIN. If you think you have reached... That was an invalid PIN for Sassline. Please re-enter... Okay, maybe it's not me. But anyway, the show goes on. But part of the show I was going to talk about was going to be the love-hate relationship between the refs and the fans. The refs and the fans, the love-hate relationship. Now, for those who are listening, if you're just dropping by, uh, I do the show. And I'm coming from the great state of Texas, where they use the word big old and everything. That was a big old this and a big old that. But I'm in my bunker. <laughs> I'm a commanding fan. I'm in my bunker. But I'm coming. I'm calling from from Texas. That's where I'm located. But um, I want to talk about this is a, a local story, and I'm, I'm not going to get all into this story because I. I my 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 goal is not to uh, you know I know because the family are going through some things and I and I'm not gonna try to use this story as a uh, to boost ratings or anything like that. I just wanted to share some concerns because um, it has to do with youth football and one of our callers that called in prior maybe a couple of weeks ago and he was talking he was a ref and he was upset about the relationship that goes on between the family members, fans, and the referee. And sometimes it can be frustrating. So that was why I wanted to talk about the relationship between uh, parents, fans, and our... uh... (laughs) So that being said, there was an incident, and this happened local. So this is a local story. So it happened local, and it involved... uh, a youth football coach, a man lost his life. And his name was, uh, Michael Hickman. I didn't know Michael and my condolence goes out to the family. Uh, I hope they find peace, but it made me want to stop down because remember, you know, and I tell people this show is mostly about fun and yucks. You know, it's really about laughter and, and, but we don't take ourselves too serious. But every once in a while, I have to put on my counseling hat and I have to, you know, really, really address some things. 
And this was one of them because it involves the youth football league. Now I've coached, I played football in high school. Um, I even started, now they call it youth football league. When, when, when I was a kid, it was called Pee Wee pop Warner to some people, but, um, I was just concerned because of the nature of what happened. I'm like, I said, I'm not gonna really get into that story, but my question is, where do we go from here? Because every once in a while you have to have what's called a Marvin Gaye moment. Those who who do not know who Marvin Gaye is, he's a uh, R&B singer. When I say a Marvin Gaye moment, every once in a while we have to ask ourselves, what's going on? That's where we are with um, our youth football and what happened. Um, A little bit about the story, um, and and I don't know anything firsthand. This is just what I've witnessed and, and pretty much what I've seen on the local news had to do with uh, two teams got together. Um, there was an argument after, after the game and somebody pulled a gun and shot uh, uh, Mr. Higman. My, uh, my issue with that is had to do with the fact that, look, we all talk trash. We all trash talkers. You know, if you, heck, I want the biggest trash <laughs> trash talker there is, but I think because I know some of the youngsters they get tired of us old school or old heads constantly saying, "Hey, well, in my days we did this, my days we did that," and, and you know why can't we pass that on to them? And da 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 da. I get that, I understand that, but at some point there was an art to trash talking. We would talk trash to each other. Hell, then we go out and eat, and hang out. We were not mortal enemies. And we didn't lose our lives over youth football or basketball or things of that nature. We didn't. We kept everything in proper perspective. So that's why I'm saying, do we need to have that Marvin Gaye moment where we need to say what's going on? And I'm no longer going to try to say, well, I mean, I'm not going to say, you know what, um, we need to just take all the violence out of the uh, the black community. No, 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 no. I mean, we see it all along. There are programs aimed at stopping the violence and all that. But at the end of the day, we have to start using common sense. Marvin Gaye moment. What the hell's going on? Because it brings me back to a movie. Everybody has watched Fridays, the movie Fridays. And if you... And it's 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 a cult classic, Fridays. Now I don't know about the next Friday. That didn't really get me, but Friday, the movie Friday, oh yeah. Because it's a teachable moment. You say, well, how does that relate to fans uh having a relationship between the fans and the referees? I'll tell you why. If you remember the story in Fridays, there was uh Craig, who was played by uh, Ice Cube, and then everybody know Debo. We, I mean, Debo is legendary and is everywhere. There's a saying, "Hey man, he he, he Deboed you. You got Debo. I'm going over here. I'm gonna Debo all of them." I Means being a bully, basically. But if you remember the story, if you haven't seen the story, go out and watch it. Go out and watch the movie Fridays because it's a teachable moment. Because that was a point when. 
Craig knew he was going to fight Debo. And he went to his house and he got a gun. He was getting ready to get his gun. And he was stopped by his dad, who was played by uh, by the late John Weatherspoon. He was stopped by his dad. And his dad said, no, son, we don't do that. We don't shoot people. And he held his hands up. He said, we do it like this. We fight it out. That's the teachable moment. Yeah, we fight. But we don't shoot people, not over things that you shouldn't be shooting people over. Yeah. Okay, teams. Yeah, we got a disagreement. We lost. Y'all rubbing it in. Okay, duke it out, whatever. But you know what? When you fight, people go home alive. Yeah, you may go in with a black eye, da-da-da. Might get a tooth knocked out or whatever, but you still survive. I'm not advocating violence. I'm advocating common sense. There's a time and a place. And when I think about that particular story, I only think about the the uh, the effects of the young people. I remember when I was a kid growing up in the great state of Arkansas, as a, as a kid, we had access to guns at age 12, 13, 14, whatever. And we would go hunting. And our big brothers, uncles, and all of them, they would give us a lesson on gun safety. And one thing we were taught that whenever you pull a trigger of a gun or a weapon, there's a good chance that something is going to die on the other end. And so we were taught that we knew the power. Those are the lessons I think that's missing between our generation and the next generation. They think just because I have a gun, I got power. No, just because you have a gun doesn't mean you have power. It means that you have the ability to change someone's life, even your own cause and effect of the situation. There were so many people lives were affected by that one incident. You talking about a man lost his life. Kids are witnessing someone get shot and killed right in front of them. That is going to have a lasting effect. That's that Marvin Gaye moment that we got to come back to and ask ourselves what's going on. What is going on? Like I said, I'm not here to to uh, talk about the, the story because I'm on the outside looking in. But it concerns me that we all feel the need that winning is everything. We're not teaching kids anymore how to be kids, how to play the sport. Last time I checked, hell, nobody ever got drafted out of youth football. The NFL scouts are not there. Hell, they shouldn't be there scouting a a 9 or 10-year-old. Okay? You don't get drafted out of 6th, 7th, 8th grade to go play in the NBA. So why are parents up and on with the refs? I used to referee games. I don't do it anymore. I... When I was refereeing games, I wasn't getting paid to referee games. Yeah, I was getting paid, but that little money didn't mean anything. I was doing it because, number one, I liked, you know, I wasn't playing sports anymore. Like, I used, I got to stay around sports, and I actually got to stay in shape a little bit. That was my exercise. But when it got to where parents wanted to hang out after the game and ask me about a, <laughs> I almost had to hit my own cussing bell, ask me about a play that I made, two or three games ago, because a lot of times when I would 
with referee games, I would referee back-to-back-to-back games, especially if they had the little tournaments. So I would have parents want to ask me about a call that I made four or five games ago. Marvin Gaye moment. What the hell's going on? Now, people won't even ref. We can't even get refs. Nobody wants to ref because they don't want to deal with the parents. There's a word I said. It's called vicariously. Living vicariously. It means you are living through your child. You didn't get to accomplish the things that you want to do athletically. So here's my chance to get a do-over in life. So now I put my all into my kid. Yeah, there are some kids, some who are going to be farther. They're going to be much farther developmentally wise, athletically wise than others. They're not going to be at the same, uh, the same uh, pace. So parents, you need to understand that coaches have to take all that into consideration. Yeah. But for some reason, we don't, we lose our minds. And my question is, why the hell do we need to bring a gun to a youth activity? Why? Why would anybody bring a weapon to a activity that's designed to have fun? I can't understand that. I have a background in law enforcement, advanced law enforcement. So can't nobody sell that to me that, hey, you know what? We're, we're getting ready to play a youth football game. Let me see. He, hold on. These are things I need. Okay, we need a helmet. We need cliques. We need pads, shoulder pads, uh, mouthpiece, chin guards. Oh, and I need my gun. Really? <laughs> really? You need a gun. Hmm. Marvin Gaye moment, people. And yes, I know that I've probably gotten away from <laughs> from what today's show is about because, like I said, normally I talk about <laughs> fun and yucks. But it's, it's not fun when kids are losing their, uh, their innocence and they have to witness some of the foolishness that we do as parents. And parents, you all have to take ownership to some of this madness and ask yourself, why? am I allowing my child to be a part of some of this stuff? And I know for some parents, your, your child is your investment. It's an investment. Hey, if he go play on Sunday then that's going to increase, that's going to make my life better. Look at all the things that I've invested in my kid. I get that. I understand it. But at some point we have to take a look at those who are influencing our children. Take a look at those who are, who are influencing our children. And what does that say? What message is being taught? What message is being taught? That I'm going to overlook all the warts that some of these coaches may have as long as my kid can play and be on the team. Although he or she is only <laughs> 9 or 10 years old. News flash. Nobody's going to the pros at age 9 or 10, it's not going to happen. Let them learn the skills. Let them enjoy the camaraderie of sports. Let them build those relationships without all the cray-cray. Can we do without the cray-cray? Remember, 
the thing that you need to pack when you're going to a football game, if you're playing helmet, cleeks, pads, shoulder pads, mouthpiece, butt pads, you know, those little pads that go around you to keep you from getting hit, protect your ribs, but you don't need a gun. Coaches, you don't need a gun. And if we don't make some some change, there won't be any refs. Because referees, especially the ones who referee youth sports, it's usually something that they're doing for a pastime, for fun. So the next time that you want to call the ref and talk crazy to the ref, remember, that's not their primary job. That little 25, 30 bucks <laughs> an hour that they're making for two hours on Saturday or whatever, that won't pay nothing. That don't pay a bill. Think about that. Next time we act a fool, decide that we want to go and give the ref a piece of our mind. We need to examine that relationship between the fan and the refs. We all been one. Every Sunday when the NFL season starts, I am a fan. And yeah, I get upset when I when I don't, I don't agree with every call the ref make. Most of the time, they're going to get it right. Yeah, they're human. They'll, they'll miss some things. But it also goes to what I tell people. If one call make you lose a game, then that's on you as a coach. You don't lose a game with one call. It is a, a combination of coaching decisions, decisions players make. And if young players make, make mistakes, that in itself still falls back on coaching. So my, in summary, coaches, let's start coaching kids up and let's do less shooting up. Let's have a Marvin Gaye moment and ask ourselves, What's going on? If you're visiting sunny, sunny South Dallas, if you're in the Dallas area, you live here and you're looking for a good massage, then my friends, you need to go to train touch muscle therapy where my friends will give you the hookup. The number to call is 469-754-1232. And as for the special, tell them that you heard it on Sports Therapy with F.H. Jr., and they will give you the hookup. That's Train Touch Muscle Therapy. All right. Now that I am off my soapbox... (laughs) I'm off my soapbox, and uh, let's continue to, to uh, give grades out. We, uh, da, da, da. I think we left off on the Bears and Titans. Uh, no, I'm sorry, Bears and Seahawks. Remember, that was a game in which um, Seahawks quarterback, uh, the guy that they had, they wanted to see play. Because, uh, you know, they lost Russell Wilson. Where do you go after there's no more Russell Wilson? There's no Russ. There were talk that the Seahawks were, were going to try to pick up um, Baker Mayfield. 
I don't know what happened there. Then uh, there were talks that the Seahawks were going to pick up Jimmy G. Jimmy G's out there. I don't know what it's going to take to get Jimmy G, but the 49ers are saying, hey, you know what? Hmm. We might just hold on to old Jimmy G. Jimmy G, we're going to hold on to you. So Seahawks, uh, I don't know. I watched the game. Didn't do didn't do too much for me. I, uh, yeah, mm, but you know what I tell people when I watch the preseason to me, either two things going on when I watch the preseason games, either teams need to get something together or teams know that they got something already cooking and they don't want to take a chance on getting anybody injured. So they're not going to show too much, but the teams who really, 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 really need to get something together. They start working and they show a lot in the preseason because they have to. You got to make sure that they're ready for uh, game one and um, gives a good opportunity to look at the youngsters. And I know, um, I think uh, cut is coming down because, you know, they got to get down to the 53 man uh, roster. Probably going to be some big cuts coming soon. I think they got to get down to either 80 or 83 by the end of uh, the start of next week. And then they're going to cut that bad boy down. A lot of guys trying to get some film out there so that they can get picked up by other teams. So I got no problem with that. But when I talk about the preseason, I'm only talking from Joe the fan. Me, Joe. Joe the fan. That's it. If I was Hispanic, I'd be uh, Pedro the fan. The fan. We just want to be entertained. Like the Romans say, are you not entertained? Entertain me. Otherwise... I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. I mean, I bail out early on preseason games, man. I bail. I'm out of that bad boy. Um, I gave my Patriots. I take that back. They're not my Patriots. But I gave the Patriots a B because they started, the quarterback started. Now, keep in mind, he's a young guy. He was a rookie last year. So those rookies need work. That's the last thing you need is a rookie and a guy in his second year thinking that he's good. Nah. <laughs> nah. It's just your learning curve. The game will slow down supposed to. Supposedly, the game slows down in the second year. These young quarterbacks, they don't get so uh, overwhelmed. Uh, defensive coordinators can't just trick them with the blitz, and you know you kind of see where the blitz is coming from. But when you're a rookie, man, you got eyes wide open. You don't know what. You're looking crazy. You get the, you know, uh, uh. So things slow down in that that uh, rookie year, in the second year. So that's where they were with that. Now, I know a lot of people are saying, well, wait a minute. What about America's team? Come on, F.A., you don't like the Cowboys. You ain't say nothing about the Cowboys. Well, how about them their boys? I say them their boys for last because let me tell you about them their boys. I watched the Cowboy game. Not like I have a choice, man. I'm in, I'm in, <laughs> I'm in Texas. I work with Cowboy fans. How about them Cowboys? And you, you remember what we said a couple weeks ago about them Cowboy fans? <laughs> they expect to go to the Super Bowl, and if they don't go, they'll fight. <laughs> they'll lay some hands. So I won't have to <laughs> lay these hands on these Cowboys. Some of these Cowboys fans try to lay hands on me. So I watched the game. 
And I'm being funny, but uh, I'm, I'm, hold on. All right, this is my serious look. Let me get in character. Uh, Cowboy fans, I watched the game. It was a big improvement from last week because last week's game was a dumpster fire. I don't know what happened last week, but I know this week the Cowboys came out like a house on fire. Um, Big concerns about the backup quarterback, though. I'm serious about that. I I don't think that he is the man. Um, Cowboys, I think you guys need to go shopping, get you a good quality quality backup quarterback because I don't think Ben DiNucci is going to do it. And neither is the other little guy that started. Um, no, 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 no. But the boys opened up, got a got a turnover. Um, they were looking good. Um, everything was clicking. Got a good couple of good young backup running backs. But I don't think, uh, you know, a lot of guys we saw yesterday, I don't think they're going to be on the team. But goes back to what I said, though, when it comes to, the first preseason game, you should see a big difference between uh, the first and uh, yesterday's game. That's only because they game plan a little bit. You know you're going to play, so you can game plan. That first game was like, okay. And when I watched the first game, it was almost like the Cowboys. Now, remember last year, they were a heavy penalized team. So wouldn't that be the primary thing that you're going to work on? Even even in your off-season assignments, you need to work on offensive linemen. Don't jump off sides. Linemen, don't hold. Don't do these things. You know, because nothing, run, nothing runs a, a, a coach or an owner, i.e. Jerry Jones. You like them Super Bowls? You like them Super Bowls? Nobody, nothing runs a owner or a coach's blood pressure up than a a penalty that is unenforced or something that has to do with, you know, bad decision-making. You should never jump off sides because, hell, you know the snap count. And if you are a wide receiver, you should never line up outside because, you know what, there's a referee out there just line up with the freaking uh, line judge, you know. But I saw a big improvement in the boys' game. They uh they actually cut down on the penalties. They sustained some drives. They look good. Them their boys look pretty good. How about that? Yes, I got commander uniform on, and I'm saying something good about them their boys. How about them boys? But it's all preseason. I didn't like the fact that there was no Dak, no Zeke. Nobody really starting on uh, the defensive line as far as uh, now. Um, they played a few key players. Uh, most of them were second, second, uh, second, second. Uh, they didn't even play any starters, you know, backups. That's mostly. But but what I saw was the Cowboys backups played a lot better than the Chargers backups. That's not saying a whole lot, but what it said is that I think they got the message that you cannot roll out a pile of crap and expect the fans to take it. Don't roll out a bunch of crap and expect fans to enjoy it. That's not going to happen. No. So they looked a lot better. I give them a C. Not because not, not because not because I'm grading the boys hard. I'm giving them a C because they did not play uh you remember, you don't start your quarterback 
You you can't get a B. No. Mm-mm. No, 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 no. No. No, no, no. So, but I did see a big improvement with the boys. How about that? Hmm? Well, if you like the show, remember, Sports Therapy is streamed live on YouTube and uh, Facebook. Like us on Facebook and tune in to uh, my YouTube channel. Subscribe. Like me or hate me. <laughs> it's your choice. But let me know. You know, like us on Facebook. Subscribe to my 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 uh my YouTube channel. And uh, you know, it's been real. Now hopefully, uh now remember, next week we'll be we will be back next Sunday from twelve to one. And then we're gonna make that final move on September the 13th to Monday morning, 7 o'clock a.m. We're going to roll from 7 to 8, and that's when we will really get into our format, which means callers will have two minutes to call, rip, rant, kick some knowledge, laugh about all things football-related. But remember, you will not be allowed to talk about the entire game, just Whatever situation, incident that push you over the edge, i.e. bad call, i.e. bad call by the refs, bad clock management, holding, all that good stuff. Even if you lost, if your team lose and you just want to just sound off, you have two minutes to do your thing. Make sense? All right. Well, that's going to wrap it and cap it for this week. Let me play my music. Right, yeah, buddy. Once again, sports therapy with FA Junior has been brought to you by the good people at Crown Royal. Remember, after long day of crime fighting, always reach for a ball or crown, and I say, crown me, baby. Want to say hi to the country Kennys in Little Rock, Arkansas, and all over the great state of Arkansas. Want to say hello to all the friends and uh, who call in from the booth. Great state of Texas, Arlington, Dallas, Irving. Also to my uh, my fellow workers at <laughs> Sam Houston Middle School. I'll see y'all Monday. And to us, in great kid. Number one, this show is rated PG, and you should be listening. Unless you get permission from your parents. To all those on the yard. To the yard. Y'all know what I say. Stay golden, baby, and we will see you next week.